0: Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. It's a podcast in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about a black deliverman in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, actually, nor in a suburb north of Oklahoma City, who was racially profiled while doing his job. Very interesting, it sounds like. And in the midst of the coronavirus, we still have a number of issues that we have to contend with. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better and better. Today is Thursday, May 21st, 2020. And I don't know about you. I don't know how many of us thought that we would be in 2020, right? So think about that. We would be in 2020 and literally, literally be faced with this. Now, check this out. On top of the coronavirus, there are currently now approximately 90,000 Americans who have died from the coronavirus. The World Health Organization says the number of infected persons worldwide is 5 million. That's incredible. That's just incredible. On top of that, China says that there is a second wave, that people are getting infected again in Wuhan. I think the whole world just needs to shut China down, right? Right. And I live in Michigan. And was he in a fire? How oh, did he turn black? <laughs> oh, my gosh, right? And we live in Michigan. I live in Michigan. So, as you know by now, we had a 500-year a event, flood event, that took place in mid-Michigan. The town is called Midland, Michigan. It's Midland County, and the town is called Midland And a flash flood, a flood happened. The dam broke, and then one dam broke, another broke. And then yesterday, while we were all watching the flood water, all of a sudden, an entire lake emptied in an hour. Like one minute the lake was there, the lake had over 30 billion cubic feet of water. That's just how much water was in the lake. It's a 2,000 acre property, you know, 2,000 acres of land that this lake sat on. And in one hour, the lake... Can you imagine? So all the folks who live along the lakefront have lost everything. And I just want to know, at what point do we think uh, this is going on? I have a caller. Let's find out what they have to say. Hi, morning. Welcome to Down to Earth. Are you joining us with a comment this morning? Hello? Hello? Yes, good morning. Welcome to Down to Earth.
1: Good morning. I was uh, checking out the topic, and I was just missing uh, an in and I was uh, unaware of any racial profiling issue in uh, Oklahoma. But I'm pretty hey, sure hi. that happened, and um uh, sounds like that's starting to happen, um, you know, pretty frequently, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And it seems mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, regardless of how much we try to become a part of the system, we become a president of the system. You no, know, we can pray about it. We've done a lot of stuff. We lobby, you know. We we uh, march about it, but still, we're still in the same situation where these uh-huh. two white men, you know, killed the the young brother, and they were able to actually, you know, get a, you know get away. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get away totally free, but you know, if you and I would have killed somebody, be it right or wrong, you know, you would have had to sit in jail immediately. You wouldn't have had the you know a chance to gather yourself. So. You know we're talking about uh this this system that allows this constant perpetuation um of, of white folk um a lot of times it's, if the system is just slapping people across the hand for these um unjust uh infractions then you can't mm-hmm. really blame white folk you can't blame white folk for doing what they do because they mm-hmm. allow to it's just it, it, even if you allow the kid to uh you know, to come to your house and, you know, run amok and tear up your stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you really can't get upset at them because they're just doing what they're naturally supposed to do as an immature child. But you must look at yourself or ourselves as the parents, as the authority um, mm-hmm. for create, for not creating a mechanism that would set them straight when they are doing mm-hmm. wrong. So I look at the system, you know, even with policing. Um, mm-hmm. it w- It wasn't enough that we talked about Injustices committed to black people or on black people by police in the '60s. This this was way before I came to Earth. I'm forty-something years old, right? Uh-huh. And so now we're still here, and we're mm-hmm. still talking about policing, doing mm-hmm. and treating black folk wrong. So mm-hmm. you know, there's a um, you know, um, you know, even when we look at the level of sanity versus insanity, and mm-hmm. insanity meaning, you know, you're you're doing something the same mm-hmm. way and you're actually looking for a different result. You understand? Oh. So the, mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, we are still getting the same results um, and you know, that that should uh, allow us to question our sanity or our insanity in, in approaching these issues. Cause nobody's going to come, you know, heal these issues for us. I think as people, oh. we get sometimes saying, well, Hey, I'm American. America needs yep. to do something for us and you no know, America has never been in the business of working for black folk, right so we must understand who we are this is why historical content and understanding and awareness is very important because when you lack like this historical it. connection um you know they say when you uh-huh. when you don't understand or uh when you don't understand your history you'll be doomed to repeat it or Basically you're want mm-hmm. to go back through those same things that you that you don't understand so I think it's very important
0: well thank you so much appreciate it thanks so much well the, the, the issue is that um, we live in a system that was created uh, to oppress people and in order for people to be powerful and in order for people to maintain their seats of power they executed a series of events and a series Backed by the law, they created the laws to ensure that their power was maintained. And that power was to be superior and to reign over other people. It's kind of like conquer. You know, it's kind of like you're conquering someone. And so the system that we live under is designed specifically to maintain oppression. What amazes me when I read this story, it's on the New York Times, so you can all go look at it. And and, and you have to... In these days, you really have to give it up to newspapers and other online uh, portals that continue to give us the stories that matter. And in, when I read the story, what took me totally by surprise was the confidence with which the white man blocked the black delivery driver from exiting the gated community. The place It took place in, in Edmond, Oklahoma. It's a suburb north of Oklahoma City. Right, It's in a gated community called Ashford Hills. But what took me by surprise was the confidence with which the white man, he was so sure that even if the police were called, the police were going to back him up in his unlawful detainment of someone doing their job. And I just wanted to know, we all know, but I want to know For sure, if the white, if the person driving the delivery vehicle were white, would Mr. At Mr. Stewart, who is described as president of the homeowners association, would he have detained anybody driving a delivery vehicle exiting that premises? It's not he didn't detain him when he entered. He detained him when he was leaving, and the question he asked him is, "What are you doing here? I'm driving a delivery truck." You could tell that I'm on the exit. If you've been in a gated community, you know there's one way in and another way out, right? So it's not the same. So you're exiting. So he's in the exit lane getting out of there, right? And you're telling him, you're asking, trying to detain him. And the confidence with which white people continue to perform oppressive tactics on black people, the confidence they have, the confidence that was exhibited in Georgia where these men and his sons so felt that they could chase Ahmad Arbery, and shoot him. And the person behind who was filming it, did you see his his interview on TV? The person who was filming, it said, well, if I didn't film it, there was no record. But when you saw him shoot him, you didn't say, oh my God, somebody called the police. You didn't say, oh my God, he shouldn't have shot him. You actually filmed it. And the confidence that white people have and continue to have to ensure that they are so confident that anything that they do will be backed up by the system. To me, the system is what is wrong. Mr. Stewart is wrong, but Mr. Stewart is part of a system of economic and, re- and oppression. He's a part of a system of oppression that continues to have its tentacles to law enforcement, through economies, through education, through structural healthcare systems. It's a system. And he's confident that as a white man, he can take his place and do whatever he feels he can do and get away with it. It's the same thing in Georgia. It's the same thing in Michigan. It's the same thing in New York. It's the system. And until we get rid of that system of oppression, it's never going to stop. The system that says, I don't care about black people. I don't care about brown people. I don't care about Native Americans the system that continues to enforce the ideology that one race is superior and another is inferior. Until we get rid of that philosophy, we'll continue to have issues like these. Mr. Senior, Mr. Travis Senior, this is his name, is a black man. He's a 43-year-old delivery driver. His name is Travis Miller, Senior. He's a 43-year-old black delivery man. He worked for a company. I'm not giving them any free promotions, so I'm not going to name their name, Right? And he delivered whatever he delivered, he still hasn't disclosed it, to the company's client inside the subdivision. He made the delivery, right? Uh, he's a furniture and appliance delivery man. He just completed his eighth and last delivery of the day in a suburb north of Oklahoma City and was attempting to leave a gated community with a coworker when a car blocked his path to the neighborhood's only exit. The arrogance, this is what I'm trying to tell you the arrogance of white people to assume that they can do anything and get backed up. After the driver of the vehicle, a white man refused to move, Mr. Miller took out his phone and went Facebook Live to make sure he had evidence of his innocence because, you know, the police are going to show and say he was an intruder and a trespasser, and he was robbing someone, right? So he made sure he had evidence of his innocence to his employer. To add insult to injury, a second white man approached and used his car to further block Mr. Miller's delivery truck. This is what I'm saying, the system that promotes racial superiority and racial oppression, the system that makes, that emboldens white people and make white people feel that it's okay and they can do whatever they want to do. The entire ordeal lasted an excruciatingly long 37 minutes. Frankly, between me and you, I don't have the patience for 37 minutes, so they probably would have killed me because I'm going to move, move through there and get the hell out of my way. So I don't even have the patience for 37 minutes. They would have probably had the damn National Guard up in there if it were me. They would have had the National Guard. I don't have 37 minutes to sit and wait for your little one 15 minutes of thing to prove something that your ancestors made you feel that the color of your skin made you better than me. I don't have your, the time for you at all. So 37 minutes was a bit too long for me. Mr. Of course, Mr. Miller's dignity was left in shambles, but check this out. He called the police. I read the report. Now, guess what the police report said? The police report said someone called in to report a trespasser was in the neighborhood. How many times have we heard these stories that white people call the police on the flimsiest of excuses on black people? Why does the police continue to listen to these calls and go and answer them? It was the same thing, a student at Yale University was sleeping in a dorm room and they called the campus cops on her. And even when she presented evidence that she was a student, it is not unusual to have black people at Yale. So why was it so incredulous? They still let it happen. Why is the police establishment? Because that's what they are. Why is the white police establishment continuing to promote racism? Why? It is one thing you go to work, they won't hire you no matter how qualified you are. They advertise the job. They're not hiring black people. They're not hiring young black graduates. No matter how many degrees they have, they're still giving it to white people and descendants of whites. It's still happening across the board. You go to apply for health care, they mistreat you. And if you have a situation, if you have a condition, they're going to send you home and make you die like they did with the coronavirus. And then the police are going to get calls that are trespasser, The man is sitting in a delivery truck that is clearly identified. If, if, if I lived in Oklahoma City and I were working as a delivery man and I get deliveries, I'm going to tell my employer, excuse me, but I don't feel comfortable delivering to white neighborhoods where they can block me in and racially profile me. No, it just wasn't going to happen for me. I don't know. I'd have to find a new line of work or something. Because it seems to me that this is never going to stop. And the system that continues to embolden people to make them feel that it is okay for you to continue to call the police on black people going about their business. It's called living while black. I'm going about my business. I'm walking through the mall. I'm going to the store. I'm driving down the street. I'm buying gas. I'm jogging. I'm taking a jog. You want to tell me that in Ahmad Arbery's case that those two white men could identify him from a, a camera that, you know, some kind of surveillance camera that was on a property that was on a construction and everybody had visited the property. There were other black people who had visited the property. So you just saw him and you thought it was fair game for you to ask him what he was doing. And until the entire black establishment rose up, they weren't going to do anything about it. It was just going to be another one. Where was the Georgia Bureau of Investigation during lynchings taking place in Georgia? Where were they? Were they investigating those? Are they still investigating those? I want to know. What if we were, because there's no statutes of limitation on murder. So what if we start asking the Georgia Bureau of Investigation to open cases on every lynching that has ever taken place in Georgia? What would they come up on find? Because uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no statute of limitations on murder. So you can open a cold case from 100 years ago. I am just showing you how ridiculous it is. The assumption that white people make that they can do whatever they want, collect whatever they want, do whatever they want with impunity, like there is no accountability required of them at all, and they can just go ahead and do whatever they want to black people. You all are are making a very, very, you're taking too many assumptions because I don't know about everybody else, but I'm going to call you out and I'm going to embarrass you, and then I'm going to sue you and take you for every penny you've got. Because it has to stop. It's ridiculous. The kind of stuff that we continue to, to, to experience. This man was just working. You know how you white people like to talk about, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, we work. That's why we have stuff. You don't work jack. You've been stealing from black people and Native Americans for centuries. Your ancestors stole. Therefore, you have. You don't work Jack talking about you work. Do you provide work? When black people show up for work, are they even employed? Are they given a chance to work? So shut up and sit down and start living as if you are just another person. You are no better than anybody else. I am just about had it up to here. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this this morning because I've just about had it with the assumption this this kind of foolishness has got to stop. We're in the midst of a global pandemic where people are dropping like flies because the federal government dropped the ball. 90,000 people have died, more than people in the Vietnam War. And you are sitting here telling me you're going to put your little car in front of a delivery man because you feel... And then you call the police to say a trespasser was in the neighborhood. You know how they set that up, right? So the police are going to show up on suspicion And the police are going to take the white man's word for it. And the white man who made the phone call or the white woman who made the phone call knows that for sure. This entire racist establishment that you're all executing at this level, y'all need to quit. Y'all need to stop. Because there are a group of people who are rising up. They're building themselves up. And they're going to have enough money and they're going to take over. 2040 is not that far away. It's 2020 now. 2037 is not that far away when the minority will become the majority. You all better watch out when this happens because you're going to pay for everything that you have done. This man did not deserve to be humiliated and to be antagonized, the emotional toll and the trauma because all he's seeing is himself becoming another statistic. A black man killed while doing his job because they're now going to change the story to say that like they're trying to do with Ahmad Arber that he was a robber that he robbed them and that is why he was shot that gives them license to shoot someone what is wrong with you all can you let slavery go what is wrong with you white people can you let it go can you give it up you don't you what what do you want let me see you want to have the kind of power your ancestors had where you had hundreds of acres of land, and you could just call up a slave and you know just dial up a slave and reel them in with a rope and just beat them, beat out your violence and aggression? Is that what you are all missing here? Are you missing the free sex you used to have with Black women, Black slave women, Black female slaves? Are you missing raping Black male slaves? Are you missing killing people and lynching them and locking them up? Is that what you want to know? White people, please answer me. Come on, bring it. Please answer me now and ask me, tell me what you are missing that you can't let slavery go. As much of an embarrassment as slavery was, as much of an embarrassment as Jim Crow was, as much of a wicked system of laws that took people's rights away who had every right just like you, and you mean to tell me you're still hanging on to this system, please tell me what you're missing. It's, it's not the money because you got it. So it must be the power trick that you're not having your way with people like you used to. I'm watching this flood taking place in Midland Michigan. You know how Michigan is set up. So there is the southeastern corner, which is down here where we live. And then there is mid-Michigan, another Michigan. When the governor said, in order to keep everybody safe, I'm going to lock the state down. When the coronavirus went through the state, It impacted Detroit more than anywhere else because Detroit is 78% Black. Because Detroit, historically, was where a lot of uh, uh, Black Southerners had migrated during the Great Migration. A hundred years ago, it's now 101 years ago, had migrated to come. I read a book that traumatized me. I read a book on the Great Migration and it traumatized me. Are you listening to me? I was traumatized. I I couldn't finish it. So black Detroiters historically are descendants of people who came from the South. So uh, uh, violence is in their DNA. The epigenetics of the science of violence is in their DNA because their ancestors were beaten within an inch of their life. Some of them were killed trying to flee the South. Historically, Detroit has always been given not the benefit of the adult, but the bad end of the stick, because of oppressive, repressive racial and economic programs. Naturally, it means that some black, most black Detroiters are poor. So they weren't given the benefit of proper health care when the coronavirus came through with underlying health conditions, living in pollution, air polluted. Yeah, right. Those kinds of things kind of ramped it up a little bit. The governor shut the state down. People in mid-Michigan and northern Michigan said, well, why do you shut us down when it's only affecting the folks in Detroit? They didn't give a care. Are you listening to me? They didn't give a care. The rest of us sat back and watched aghast as people start demonstrating because they want their rights. What rights? Nobody's taking away your rights. That's not a right. You want to feel what oppression feels like? Try living for 400 years under repression and oppression. It amazes me when white people start saying you're taking my rights. I'm like, who are you talking to? The state police never arrested one jackass person in those demonstrations at the Capitol. Yesterday, they gave out seven tickets. If black people in Detroit, Grand Rapids, Flint, or Saginaw, or even South Lansing had taken up arms on, on March, they would have shot them dead right there in the street. I kid you not. So here are people in Mid Michigan talking about, well, that's a Detroit problem. Don't lock down the rest of the state. That's a Detroit problem. You know what happened up there Tuesday night and Wednesday? A flood was right through. It's a flood like epic proportions. It's like you're watching Noah's Ark. I couldn't believe what I was seeing on my TV screen when I watched this stuff. I'm like a whole lake emptied. These are the same folks a few weeks ago who were saying the coronaviruses in Detroit Open up the state. It's not fair to us to suffer and our commerce suffers because people in Detroit were dying. They had no regard for human life. Well, they have a flood to deal with. Try dealing with that. On top of the bloody flood, it's not enough that the lake emptied. Guess what? There's a chemical plant there that has a containment area where dioxins and all kinds of other chemicals are in the pond. So all that flood water, it's going to be manifestations of stuff years to come. Just like we have to deal with the stuff here in Detroit where people lost their lives, and as a result of the coronavirus, they might have life effects and health effects years to come, the rain falls on the just and the unjust and those who believe that they are justified because of white of their white color. It just does do you understand what I'm saying? These are the same folks who said we got to go to church. We love God and we love people, we're good people. You were saying that it was okay by your rhetoric for people in Detroit to die because of something that they didn't do, it's your turn. It's your turn. The rain falls on all of us. You don't like what I'm saying? That's fine. You don't have to. But when you are done with this conversation, it is going to cause you to think, was it fair that the people in Detroit, who had nothing to do with China, had nothing to do with the coronavirus, that it ran, ravaged people's lives, killed their elders and husbands, and family members just dropping like flies. Was it fault? The scales are getting balanced just a little bit. As far as I'm concerned, it has a long way to go to be balanced. How is it that I am living while black and you're going to profile me? How is it that something is going wrong and you're going to come to me and ask me, do I look like a criminal to you? Do I look like I'm a criminal to you? Are you judging me on my color and my ethnicity? Or are you going to judge me because of who I am? It never fails to amaze me. I must have told you the story years ago. I went into a a Starbucks with someone, a prospective employee. She's white and I walk in. And the person behind the counter taking the order is talking to her like I don't even exist. My employee, I'm going to pay for it. (laughs) When he's talking to her, she was so embarrassed and horrified. It was unbelievable. I didn't apologize to her because I ain't apologizing for 400 years. Ah, no, you owe me something. But that was not my issue at the time. The issue was with the employee behind there. I didn't say anything to them. I just took my card out to pay for it. And I allowed their system to dictate to him how not to profile people. Do you see what I'm saying? 400. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're all busy preaching how you love God and you love people. And at the same time, you're discriminating. I guarantee you that those two white men in that neighborhood are ardent churchgoers. Probably went to church the Sunday afterwards and lifted up their hands and said they're holy and they believe in God. Which God? God must be laughing at you all. Like, seriously? Uh-uh. And talk about how God is a, is a just God. Is he? You don't know God like that. Because if God were really just, he would have struck all of us down for the foolishness that we continue to perpetuate day after day. Where is the love? It's time out for this foolishness. It's it's enough. It's, it's just enough. And some of you, the minute you see a, a black person achieving anything, you say, well, because of affirmative action, they get to do this and they get to sit yourself down. You've had a 400-year head start. If it ain't working for you, it's your fault. You have a 400-year head start over the next black person, over a black person, a Hispanic person, and a Native American person. So if the system ain't working for you, that's your own fault. Get up and go do it. It's it's it, it just it's it's mind blowing, right? Poor Mr. Miller got caught up in something. Imagine that. The whole ordeal lasted for 37 minutes, and then the police said someone called to report a trespasser. That's the thing that got me most about that. And the police actually believe that stuff, because a white man calls in and says, "There's a trespasser in the neighborhood, and he's black." And listen to the arrogance of 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 Mr. Stewart, the president of the white man who is the president of the homeowners association. Listen to what he says. He said, "You're sitting on one eighteenth of the pavement that I own," and I'm like, "If you come near my property, <laughs> I own all of this. I don't own no one eighteenth. You're on my property. This is my property. You come near my property, you'll be answering to me." I. Th- th- this is this this is just ridiculous. He. It tells me that Mr. Stewart was watching when this man drove into the place. He saw where he entered into the house, and he watched him. So he knew. He said, where are you going? I'm leaving. Where the hell do you think I'm going? Why didn't he accost him when he was driving in to make the delivery? Then he asked him, who gave you the gate code? So when Mr. Miller said, I'm leaving, and it's none of your business who I went to, he said, well, who gave you the gate code? He's like, it's none of your business. At that point, I want to know what was going through Stewart's mind, that he thought it was okay for him to detain someone unlawfully. He said, because this is not a city street, this is a private area. So you are telling me that it is okay. Someone comes on my property. Yeah, if I were living in Oklahoma and someone comes on my property, I can detain them. The police better back me up. Because you back up, Stewart, you better back me up. Because the law did not say if a white man calls in, the law said, if a person calls in. Hello. Do you guys see what I'm saying? I mean, it, 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 I know some of you don't want to make comments because it's public and you may be held accountable for what you say. But, but friends the truth of the matter is that we need to have some streamlining of the ways in which we conduct ourselves we can it cannot just be arbitrary that white people some white people feel that they can do what they want to do and get away with it we got to cut that system down it's not okay it is not okay it's not okay it's not okay it's not okay it, it's, it's not okay today, and it's not going to be okay 500 years from now. <laughs> it wasn't okay 400 years ago. It's not going to be okay 400 years from now. We've got to get rid of this philosophy that is the undercurrent of our nation and is the undercurrent of our society, that one race is superior and another inferior. That is the undercurrent. That is the line by which all other everything is judged. There, that's the standard. We got to get that down. We have to strike it down if we are going to survive as a republic. We are imploding. You know why we are imploding? We are the country in the world where people are demonstrating against lockdown orders. Why? We're fighting ourselves to stay healthy and calling it, you're you're demonstrating that they're taking your rights away and they're doing it for your own good. Who is the enemy? The enemy is not the governor of your state, the attorney general of your state. The enemy is not the president. The enemy is not the National Institutes of Health or the CDC. The enemy is a virus from China. <laughs> That's our common enemy. Why are you demonstrating and revoking and re- I'm stirring up old racial tensions when you show up with your guns? and nooses, and swastikas, you're stirring the pot. You're reminding all of us who are trying to forget the 400 years of trauma evidenced in my DNA, evidenced by the science of epigenetics in my DNA. You're stirring it up. You're reminding me of why is it that I'm confined to living in certain spaces and why my children graduate college and can't get good jobs and can't get jobs, period, that will enable them to live just like their white counterparts who are not as qualified as them. You're reminding me why there are not enough black CEOs of corporations, even though they have three or four more degrees. You're reminding me that people are working in the state government who graduated high school barely and who are supervising black people with three degrees. You're reminding me the system of inequities and oppression that continue to oppress people and enable people to take up guns and shoot at Black people randomly. You stirred the pot up. Now live with it. White America, you have stirred the pot. Live with this afterwards. Live with the aftermath of what you have stirred up and reminded because you never fixed it. Instead of fixing it, you went to Korea. Instead of fixing it, you went to Vietnam. Instead of fixing it, you challenged OPEC in 1973. Instead of fixing it and fixing it and fixing it, you created Reaganomics. Instead of fixing it, you continued. And you had Bill Clinton, who was supposedly a Democrat, who was supposed, but a white man nonetheless, who created disenfranchisement because of decades long and generations of poverty, sent people on welfare. He created a system that caused mass incarceration. And you continued and continued and continued. Then you had Bloomberg in New York who decided to start, start stop, or stop, and frisk and just lock up black and brown people with impunity like nothing happened, like there's no accountability fill the jails up, created a power system that the jails in America are a for-profit system where people build prisons and tell governors and senators that they must guarantee 80% occupancy. That means the governor now goes and tell law enforcement, every black person you pull over, make sure they get locked up and get a stay in the jail so we can make money. The system needs to stop. Matter of fact, any of you I think we should all go buy stock in in the for-profit prison industry. Shut that stuff down. Buy it out. Can you believe it? And now you have stirred the pot up. So now people are thinking, because black people know, know, they can think now. We can think. We're thinking. We're thinking now. You stirred it up. So now we're going back. It's time to make you all start paying for that 400-year journey. That journey through the Middle Passage across the Atlantic, I wonder how much it costs today. It's time for you all to start paying. You have stirred the pot. Live with the aftermath. Live in the aftermath. Because now I am never going to forget, just like the Jews. The Jews don't want us to ever forget the Holocaust. Six million people were thrown in gas chambers by another group of people another system of ideologies that thought they were superior and the Jews were inferior that the economic problems that they were suffering is because the Jews because the Jews caused it so they gathered all Jews together throughout northern europe and threw 6 million people into a gas chamber the jews say don't forget never forget well we're never going to forget racism we're never going to forget slavery no never The persecution of the Jews began in the 1930s and ended with the end of the World War in 1945. We have 400 years, y'all. I think it's high time that we start calling for remembrance, that we start calling for money. Do you know when the Jews found out that Siemens, the company, and VW, Volkswagen, participated in the Holocaust, they sued their pants off. They had to pay up. Well, it's time we do that. It's time we do that. Because Siemens and Volkswagen used Jewish labor to make vehicles. Yes. Imagine that. And then came to the rest of the world and smiled. You, you thought the fourth right never happened? It's happening right now. You think anybody forgets? They don't forget. You want me to forget 400 years? You got to be kidding me. That journey across the Middle Passage was no joke, y'all that journey where black women were having periods and they had no sanitation and no sanitary pads on and it drained on the men who they put the women above so when they had periods, it would drain down on the men to humiliate everybody. I ain't going to forget that. I'm not going to forget that black women were slaves and were used as as nurses for white babies who were born. And while they were bleeding from their vaginas and milk was coming out of their breasts, they were beaten and killed and slapped and nooses placed around the neck of men. I'm not gonna forget that any day now. You stirred up the pot. You have reminded me of my history. So now you're going to live in the aftermath. And now you want me to feel sorry for you? You had a 400 year head start. You made sure I didn't even have a start. You made sure that it was difficult for my kids to get into college. You made sure that I can get a job. You made sure that black boys and black girls all over this country who are college graduates can get a job and have to move back home to live with their parents. I am not going to forget, and I challenge everybody else not to forget. It's over. We're done forgetting. You're not going to make black people feel guilty anymore of being responsible For being enslaved. For being enslaved and beaten and slapped and ridiculed and dehumanized. It's over for that. It's time out. Time out. Time out. Done. Over. Time to pay. This is the only thing you will respect. Time to pay. It's time to pay up for this stuff. It's time for this stuff to end. I've had it. it, Enough. I don't want to be traumatized anymore. I don't want to live with the trauma anymore. I have to recognize that in my veins run the blood of black women who were mistreated and enslaved. I have to recognize in my veins run the blood of black men who were enslaved and beaten. And in my blood also runs the vein of the white oppressors too. And I have issues with that. Come on, all of us. It's time out for this stuff. We got to get to the stage where we recognize that this has got to stop. At what point? And, and, and here are people sitting and saying, well, you know, you know, come out of your ivory tower. You are there not because you deserve to be there or you earned your right to be there. You are there because you were placed there by a system of oppression that meant every time you are in position, a white person is in position, that means a black person was denied the opportunity. A brown person was denied the opportunity. An Asian person was denied the opportunity. And a Native American was denied the opportunity. By the way, where are the Native Americans today? They, owned, they were here before. Where are they? Killed, placed in reservations, running casinos instead of running through the sixes, which is their own land. The river that broke in mid-Michigan, I can't even pronounce this, is Tibawassee. That's a Native American name. That The reason it's a 500-year event, the state of Michigan uh, as a as a legal name did not exist 500 years ago, but the geography existed, the land is still there. The people who currently live there did not live there 500 years ago because 500 years ago, the land was occupied by Native Americans. Let's just be clear about that, (laughs) okay? (laughs) People came to Michigan in the late 1700s. So they didn't live there 500 years ago, right? The people who lived there 500 years ago are the Native Americans. The geography existed. Maybe we didn't call it Michigan. Probably it was even part of Canada for all we know, because it's just right up there and it's real close to Canada. If you've been to northern Michigan, it's real close, right? It's just a couple of lakes separate us from Canada, really. So when you look at that, you have to ask yourself, oh, my gosh, here we go. Oh, oh my gosh, emergency systems. Oh, Right? They're probably on my cell phone, so who knows, right? They're just doing a broadcast that I'm amazed they're doing it randomly on the 21st day of May. Usually they don't, right? But just imagine that. So here we are. And you want me to forget? I can't forget. I won't forget. Mr. Travis Miller is not going to forget. His generations after this will not forget that he almost lost his life because he's black not because he were white not if he were white he wouldn't have had an issue he almost lost his life because he's black a delivery man just going about his business i got to get out of here the time is going he's a delivery man just doing his job how many times are black people going to be killed while black living while black i can't change the color of my skin i can't change my ethnicity I can't change the shape of my eyes, the shape of my lips, the shape of my nose. I'm not interested in cosmetizing or making anything aesthetically appealing to you. I'm not interested. I love myself the way I am, the way I'm created. This is the way I'm supposed to be. I'm fine with it. I am not going to modify anything about me to adapt to your interpretation of what is acceptable or what I should look like. I'm not doing that. I am going to walk around in my skin all day long, all my life long. I'm going to be unapologetically me. I think every one of us should do that. The stark racism that is evident and practiced against black people, it needs to stop. And we need to come, you're not gonna listen to us talk because you're going to deny that it was racism in the first place. Like they're denying every time they're called out. No, it wasn't because he was black while I did it, then why? When was the last time a white man chased a young white boy and shot him in the streets? Just show it to me. Then I'll believe. Show it to me. The proof of the pudding is always in the viewing. So show it to me. The proof that you're not racist, show it to me. And I think in the same way that the Jews will never let anyone let their descendants forget the Holocaust, Is the same way, we should never forget slavery. No, we're not going to move on because that is the problem with everything we're facing now. And we've got to accept that this is what it is. And if you don't like it, it's your responsibility to fix it. Show me. Hire more white, more black people. Hire college-educated black people who are coming from colleges with degrees. Pay them well. Hire them because they're qualified for the job. Sell them houses at rates that you sell your sons and daughters. Stop acting like I'm trying to do this for the white race and to the ancestors. Your ancestors are wrong. They were racist. They killed people and put nooses around people's necks because they were black. While at the same time, they were having sex with the women and raping them. It wasn't having sex. It was never consensual. It was rape. Your ancestors are wrong. They were wrong then and they're wrong now. Make it up. Before a whole generation coming, who will call this and they say, Now is the time. The aftermath is now. Live with it. My name is Harriet Kemmer. Go to my website, harrietkemmer.com, as well as listen to my podcast on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for being a part of my experience today. Join me again tomorrow when we talk about more about the issues that matter. In the meantime, go to my website or go to Amazon.com and get a copy of my book, Through the Fire. My book, Through the Fire, details experiences on women who are going through domestic violence while we're in lockdown, while we're sheltering in place. Every purchase that you make helps us to help a woman in need. So go to Amazon.com and get my book, Through the Fire. It's available. Buy it. Have it shipped to you. You can download it to your phone and start reading right away as you continue to help us as we help women who are suffering through domestic violence. Thank you so much, everybody. My name is Harriet Kimmett. I'll see you next time on Down to Earth. Be blessed, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much.